Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Mike Acker, the man, the myth, the legend. He's a leadership coach, author, and speaker with over 20 years of experience in speaking, leadership development, and organizational management. He's also one of our most famous SPS alumni. Uh, he worked with us and has written multiple books. He just said book number 10 comes out in April, uh, which is pretty crazy. He's got a book called Speak With No Fear that's done really well. He's got a bunch of other, other books, Speak and Meet Virtually, Lead With No Fear, um, a lot of books. So Mike, welcome. Great to have you here. Hey, it's great to be here. Really looking forward to this. As you and I were talking not too long ago, the, the working with SPS ended up changing the trajectory of really what I did. So I'm excited to share a lot about that today. And it's just, it's fun discussing the journey that I've been on the last couple of years. Yeah, it's cool, it's, it's cool uh, watching your journey. I feel like I've had a front row seat and fun to be a small part of it. So first off, why, why write a book? Um, and more specifically, why did you decide to write your first book? So I tried writing a book in my 20s. I'm in my 40s now. So probably around... Um, 2006, I actually wrote a book, part of a master's program. At that point in time, I was a senior pastor and I wrote this book out there and I didn't know what to do with it. And from there, I just, I sent it out to some publishers. It didn't go anywhere. And I moved on in life. And I always had this desire though, to get something out there. So fast forward, I moved out of pastoral ministry after 18 years, working in the corporate world. And this time where I was a, an executive before becoming a consultative sales and I was coaching on the side. I've always been coaching communication, whether it's my staff members, debaters in college, and it's just part of my story. So I'm doing this on the side, and I had this client come to me who was, in her own words, cheap. It's very frugal. She had written a book, and she had followed, well, she had written a book, and it had taken off, and she now was invited to speak about it. So she wanted to get some help on the communication side. And I'm talking with her. She said, Mike, do you want to trade? Do you want to trade services? And I said, well, what can you help me with? And she said, well, you know, I wrote a book. I said, oh, you know, I've thought about that. How did you do it? And she said, well, I followed Chandler Bolt's book published. So I went and got the book published and thought, you know, I've thought about writing a book and I know exactly what I write, would write about. I had very, very low hopes for it because of my own previous experience, but I followed the SPS book and then the other book that you have. And then I went to the webinar. Then I jumped on a series of five sales calls. We can unpack that as well. And then I wrote the book partly to see if I could, to see if I could actually get some traction. And then it exploded. I, I worked my butt off on it as well, but it exploded. And the work that my friend and I did is she kind of walked me through the process that that SPS walks you through. And then I, I coached her in public speaking. So it was a win-win. So that's how I got to this spot. Yeah, that's cool. And um, the book you're referencing, well, I'm assuming it was probably first edition. 
published? Yeah, yeah first cool. edition. And so guys, uh, if you haven't heard, if you're listening, um, the second edition just came out. I was on Mike's podcast and we talked about the second edition of published, but it's just so funny uh, coming full circle with that. Yeah, and I voted for that cover right there, the red cover. This one? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one nice. that I thought was good. It yeah. stands out a little bit more, huh? It's uh, Yeah, it really does. Awesome. I like I like both. I thought it was a great one. And here's what I what I did is I did like I listened to your audio book multiple mm -hmm. times. And when I signed up for the program, one of the one of the things I know that happens in the program is that a lot of people ask their coaches the things that's already the program. Well, <laughs> I didn't know what to ask my coach because I would listen to the program in repeat. And oh. really, I mean, I did everything to a T. And so when I went through and, and signed up, I mean, I did the three month launch verbatim, mm -hmm. tracked everything, did everything you did. And then when I hit release, I mean, I was ready because I had I'd worked the system. I always tell people if there's a system that works and you work it, it will work. That's awesome. Work the system. Um, how many uh, how have you sold so many copies of because actually, let me back up um because i forget was speak with no fear was that the first book that you published with us or did you publish one before that no that was the first one so i met with rachel that was the client probably in about february or march of 2019 mm -hmm. and then wow. i started listening i didn't sign up for the program for until about march and mm -hmm. and then i started the program in march mm -hmm. and i jumped on a, a call with one of your consultants there and she asked me the same question, why do you want to write a book? And I mm -hmm. said, I don't really know. I think it'd be a good thing to do. So I think a lot of people know why, or if they don't, we, we could definitely unpack that. And she's, well, do you want more clients? I'm like, well, it's not really what I do. Do you want to become an authority figure? Well, no. And all those things that I said, well, I don't know. You know, do you want to quit your job and do this full time? Well, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I had so low expectations that I really was like, well, let me just work the system and mm. see what comes out of it, which is not how you should goal plan in life, but that's how I did this. But sometimes it works, right? I mean, my, that's, I think, you know, this is part of my story. That's, that was my first book. And I think in some ways that's why it un, un, kind of unfolded so magically is because the expectations were low, which I've, and I didn't know what was, I was, I just focused on the book and that was the end goal. And then by doing that, it opened all these other doors. Right. But yeah. then I've also had launches in the past where it's like, oh, it just built up to be such this big thing. And there's so many expectations that it sucks all the fun out of it. Mm -hmm. And then, then it's like, no, there's no possible success. That's actually a success. Cause you've got such massive expectations yeah. and it can be uh, so I, I actually kind of like that. It's, Hey, I just said, focus on the book, got low expectations, and then just things just started unfolding um, as you went. How, how have you sold so many copies of that first book? Um, and what are maybe top two or three things that have worked well um, to sell copies? Yeah, so, so I had some things that I don't know if everybody can do, and then I have some things that everybody can do. Cool. Uh, there was, I was doing this coaching on the side, and it was just going into a business account that was not really part of our daily living. And so when the book came out, I went on to Amazon ads and created ads. I didn't study ads. I wasn't part of sell more books. I didn't, I had researched all these other areas except for ads. So I just created my own copy and created a whole bunch of Amazon ads and then put it to my business account. Well, 
there was several thousand dollars just in this account off the side. Three months later, I looked at how much I was spending in ads on Amazon and I was spending $2,000 a month. Oh my gosh. I was not selling $2,000 at that point in time of the book. But what I found out in retrospect, and you talk about this and sell more books, is that I was going for visibility. Mm. And all of a sudden my book was highly visible. Mm. So a takeaway for anybody there is, what can you do to get the book out there? Uh, at this point in time, my career, we actually switched careers right as the book published. And so I was working the book. I took a week off in between and just worked the book like crazy. And that's a great thing for people to do. Just work mm. the book. And, and so in the midst of that, I didn't have the time though, then afterwards to take my book places. Uh, there's a book called The Shack. And I remember the author driving his book to different retailers. Mm. And then once it got out there enough, it hit that tipping point. Think about Malcolm Gladwell, where the yeah. book tipped and did that. So that was something that I did. And then I started, I, I went out there and aggressively, aggressively got reviews. So Chandler, mm-hmm. I, this is one of the things that you can only do on your first book, I believe. I went into my phone and, and I pulled up my contact list, man. <laughs> and I would go down like, oh, I haven't talked to him for a long time. And then I came up with just a copy and paste and put it on my notes. Yeah, and I'd yeah. say... Hey, Bob, haven't talked to you for about five years. Hope you're doing well. By the way, I just wrote a book. Here's the link. Would you be up for downloading the book for 99 cents and then leaving a review after a couple of days? So I did that to every single person in my Facebook. I had a Facebook at the time. Every single person in my, in my phone book. And I went through... Some never responded. Some it started up conversations we hadn't mm. talked to for a while. But mm-hmm. I went and personally said, hey, Chandler, Mike yeah. Acker here. Man, it's been a long time. And as a result of that, many people left me reviews. and have not done it for any other books. But mm-hmm. once I got to that critical point of 100, 100 reviews, then it starts once again tipping on reviews. Uh, the other thing I got that was really important for reviews was one of the most valuable parts of self-publishing in schools, the community. And there's about 2000 people or plus 3000 people or something like that. And so I built relationships with them and we read each other's books and asked for honest, real reviews, not like, Hey, good book, but honest, real. Mm. And some of those people I'm still in contact with. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's so funny. You mentioned that because I had, I interviewed Rachel Richards, um, who uh, she, um, she, I feel like you guys know each other. Um, I introduced you to her. Okay. Okay. That's what yeah, it yeah. was. That's what it she was. was the person who told me to, oh, to do the that's book. Right. Yeah. 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 Full circle moment. So she did the same exact thing. Um, and she, she talked about that on the podcast as well. And then I've just seen that as a commonality is people who launch with a lot of reviews, um, who have a lot of reviews, oftentimes they do one-on-one follow-up. And it really does. Like I did, there, there's some other things out there that we talk about in SPS, right? Where you have a launch group and stuff, but uh, sometimes a launch group is just not the committed. Yeah, I'll be part of your launch group. Yeah. But when you personally reach out to people and then I didn't stop asking for reviews. So I'm still asking for reviews today. So spot right here. If you are listening and you want to download my book right now, there's a couple of books that are cheap. $2.99, some are more expensive, $5.99 on Kindle. Download, wait for a couple of days, read through the whole thing or 
browse through it and then leave a review. See that what I just did right there, I have done on the sidelines of a soccer practice. Yeah. That's cool. And I see as we're, as we're recording this interview right now, um, speak with no fear, number one bestseller banner still holding strong almost three years after publishing. Yeah. uh, Which is, which is pretty amazing. Um, let's, let's shift gears just a little bit. Um, or actually I'll, I'll do follow up on, on the reviews piece. So you're at 700 plus reviews on that book. You, you mentioned the one-on-one follow-up, anything, any other final tips, um, for, for people or things that have worked well for getting reviews. So it's that persistent asking it's the, you can't pay for reviews. Don't try and don't, don't go out there and do that. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll get booted off of Amazon and I just never even want to risk that. But one is that persistent asking, it's putting yourself out there. It's being due to others, what you want them to do to you. And so I've become a reviewer. So I've read tons of books, just understanding a little bit, which has helped me learn a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, But the two things that really, I believe catapulted my book to that spot was the, the aggressive advertising that had a hundred reviews plus behind it. And then uh, beyond that was, I just kept on working that book again and again, and again, kept on talking about it. Then I did do a whole bunch of podcast tours. Eventually I signed up for podmatch.com, which is kind of like that pairs you with people. And so I've been on, I don't know, a hundred podcasts and talked about my books and some are great, really get you out there. Some, some don't, don't go anywhere. But if you want to become a speaker podcast, Interviews are a great way for you to practice that skill. Mm-hmm. And then the, the biggest thing of all that I would say is, well, so this is the three components. You're welcome to put this onto SPS now. <laughs> you, you have to have a great content. I talk about like a church service. If you go to a church service, you want there to be great content. And otherwise you're going to be like, ah, well, I wasn't there or political or whatever you're into. But there's got to be great content. Then there's got to be good production. Like if you're going in there and you can't hear the person speaking or the singer singing, or you go to a concert, you can't hear them. Then even if it's a great band, it's not going to have anything. And then you got to invite people. And so I really believe that these are the three aspects of a book that you got to have a great book. And my book is good. And the second edition is even better, but it's novel. It's good. It's not half-hearted. I went through with lots and lots of editing. And then I have good production. Chandler was actually one of the people who voted on the covers and gave me some feedback. So I got some good, good professional feedback on that. And then what I'm talking about with the reviews and the ads, that's inviting people to come see it. Mm, that's great. I love that framework and, and, and those, those three things. Would you recommend um, Podmatch? How does, what's the structure? Um, was it good? Not good? How much does it cost? All that stuff. I think Podmatch is $27 if you do the paid version. Mm-hmm. And then there's this free version. The thing that the free version doesn't tell you, it doesn't tell you how many people are listening to the, to the podcast. Okay. So if you're doing the free version, you might be on one that's, you know, got brand new five listeners. But if you are doing the paid version that you can say, I only want to be on podcasts that have 20,000 plus and uh, it it does get the, a little bit cumbersome on replying to people. It's become a major deal. The the guy who created it, Alex Sanfilippo, did it as a side project that then just boomed. And so great way to be out there, way easier than the way of just sending out invites to lots of people. 
yeah way easier however you just don't know the quality of every podcast mm, cool that's that's helpful um i'll check it out and i'm running that by the team um shifting gears to the business side of things how has the book helped you launch and then ultimately grow your business yeah so at the point of writing the book my business was when i felt like it and some clients that i had and some others by referral reaching out to me and having a one hour communication session and really quite literally i'd be like on a walk talking to somebody and charge them like 50 bucks and i was just like hey i made 50 dollars on a walk and i helped somebody and then I was getting more and more serious about it by the time I was writing the book and was charging more. And But it's still a side hobby, maybe do a couple hours, maybe 10 hours, maybe none throughout a month. And when the book came out, I did everything that the book talks about, about creating a, emails and all that kind of stuff right there and, uh, and creating a, ways for people to connect. I revamped my website and I remember that I had two incidences that happened within the first couple of months that were eye-opening for me. I got a call on my cell phone because my cell phone was just on my website. And I said, yeah, this is Mike. And he said, this is Mike? I said, yeah, this is Mike. because the Mike. <laughs> and I said, yeah, this is Mike Acker. I just didn't know what to say. So, so he goes, you're the author of Speak With No Fear. And I said, <laughs> I said, I didn't really know what to do. I think I was driving or something. And I said, that's right. I am. I am. And I'm in corporate America. And, <laughs> and he says, um, I did not know that the author would pick up the phone. <laughs> it's just a big thing, right? So this guy works for royalty in the United Arab Emirates. And I'm talking to him and he's talking about his presentations to the, the king of the country that the, the part, and there's lots of Kings over there. And so it was this mind boggling thing. So that happened. Then shortly after that, I get another call, similar kind of thing. This is Mike. This is how I always answer my phone. And he goes, Mike Acker. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is, this is Mike Acker. And I was a little bit more ready for it at this point in time. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I just got your book. I'm like, oh, well, thank you so much. I said, where'd you get it at? And he goes, I got it at the airport. I said, oh, okay. So you got it on your Kindle. And he said, no, I, I got it at the airport. I said, what airport? Minneapolis. Like, so you were on your computer? No, I got it at the airport. So you got like, what, for your phone? Because <laughs> no, I, I went into the store and I picked up your book. I got it. I'm flying into Seattle. Can we meet? And so we go to Starbucks and I'm like, I'm going to charge him for this. So I charged him to meet up with him for Starbucks. And he holds my book. It, it feels a little silly as telling this. And he holds my book and he says, this book is like the Bible to me. <laughs> and and I, once again, I was like, wow, oh, well, thank you. And he's a high level, high, high, high level at a major, major, major company. And that's when I realized, oh, there's something here. It, mm. it's a good book yeah and i mean there's been some people who left some trash reviews like this has no content which always hurts the author when you first read those and then yeah. you can you you should just get used to them people aren't going to like everything you do yeah and uh, but that's when i realized and so then i started creating some systems so then i went to uh, author advantage live before pandemic shut down the world yeah and i was there and i didn't really know why i was there chandler mm. I, I knew that my book was onto something and that I was growing my business and I had revamped. 
I, I started the course building program at the same time, but I'm a busy full-time corporate um, consultative sales at this point I switched into. And I'm, there's this whole thing like, what am I really doing? So I, I would, built a course and filmed about 25, or no, no, 60 videos, 25 hours of videos. And I did that in the evenings after long days of working with businesses. And then my, my course started reaching out. I had a, a CEO of a multi-billion dollar brand reach out and was one of the first paid customers. And then I went to the, the Author Advantage Live. And then I joined the AAA, which are the Author Advantage Live, kind of like the mastermind that you did. And I really started thinking about, and this, is, this sounds so funny. One of the first things that we were doing was reading E-Myth, which I had read years ago. Mm, mm. And I was dogmatic about my usage of systems when I was a pastor. We have a system mm -hmm. for everything. Yeah. However, in coaching, it was a, high, a side hobby, right? And all of a sudden, I realized it wasn't a side hobby. It was a business. Mm. And if I'm going to run a business, I might as well run a business well. Yeah. And so quite literally, I realized I was running a business and then just started putting into systems into place. Yeah. And from there, it's uh, been absolutely amazing. Uh, I was in a well-paying job. And then during the pandemic, I switched over. I actually talked with you about doing something yeah. there at SPS but then ended up switching over and creating a 20 hour work week, which has been just quite amazing. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And so... How'd you go from starting the business to how'd you make the leap to actually quit your full-time job of a 20 hour work week and all this? I mean, you had, you had golden handcuffs. This was a legit job paying good money, which is, that's always hard. Cause then it's like, Oh, do I quit this? So how did you get to that point and, and actually build the business to where it was, it was full-time. Yeah. So full-time income, not full-time time, I guess. Yeah. And, and i definitely have put some full-time effort into it along the way, but at the same time, I've, it's been really flexible. So the way that I did it was, I mean, at this point in time, all of the money that was happening in the business, I just reinvested into the business. So more promotional ads. I just, we didn't touch it. I think we used it one time for a vacation, used a couple thousand from it for there. But really it was just do that. In fact, I hired a team member and built some more systems because I mean, I'm still on the road, I'm traveling. I wrote my second book on planes and well, not about planes, <laughs> while I was on planes <laughs> in the airport and released it during that time. But I had a job that paid it. So if you're listening, think about my hand is up in the air all the way up. And then the, the side pay, when I was at um, the conference, I thought, you know, when it doubles, when it gets to that height, that's when I'll do it. However, when the pandemic came around, 
it was probably at to maybe 20% of the height of the other one. That's how much money I was generating. So I was going to have to generate 80% more. But that was with my very, very part-time effort. And with a, I think I was paying someone $10 an hour, 20 hours a week or something. And that was with that. And so my wife and I were talking during the pandemic, which gave me a little bit more time to put into the business. And I was able to ramp up to about 50%. And I realized, you know what? I just put a little bit more effort in and made this much more. And so my wife actually pitched the idea to me. And uh, she said, I'll go back. I'll take a job. Let's move to a place that's a little bit less expensive. We were living in Seattle and Kirkland. And let's move over to uh, near my family. So long story short, I worked both during that time and kind of started transitioning from one to the other with my boss's permission and all that kind of stuff. And then I launched full time on my 40th birthday and became 100% in this world knowing that I needed to instantly start generating uh, several thousand dollars more a month. And, but I worked the system, I worked the book, I worked the, what I was doing and the systems I had created. And it got to a spot where it exceeded last year, yeah, what man. I made previously. That's amazing, man. That's such a cool story. And, and such a, such a crazy kind of a, uh, uh, pressure's on moment on your 40th birthday. It's like, all right, it's time to make this happen for real, for real. Uh, that's cool. Hey, I, I got a couple of final questions for you. Um, I noticed you launched the second edition of Speak With No Fear. Um, it looks like just just uh, recently back in June of 2021. So I'm curious about this. I mean, obviously I just did the second edition of Published um, and so went through that process and I'm a big proponent of relaunching your book. And it's yeah. actually, I think in, um, gosh, I want to say it's chapter, uh, which, which um, I think it's chapter one. I talk about the different types of relaunches and I think everyone should relaunch in some capacity for some people. It's second edition for some people it's updated and revised for some people. It's just relaunch it with a better cover <laughs> uh, and that sort of thing. Right. So why did you relaunch and what are the top one or two lessons that you learned from that process? When I was a pastor, we always understood that you should relaunch your church every year because culture is always changing and there's just things that need to be refreshed, reviewed. So a lot of churches that's in, um, that's in Easter, you redo it on Easter and the business world, there's different relaunches that happen. And so the company that was part of Patterson companies did a massive rebranding, which is relaunching it and relooking through. So I already knew the idea of relaunching uh, my book. Sometimes would I would read a review, I would, and there would be one of the one, two, three stars. I'd say, yeah, there's merit to that. I never planned on this becoming a 700 plus review book, getting on Forbes.com and people literally reaching out. It's now been published over in, into Italy, Italian and to Polish. And it's getting translated to Thai. And I never planned on that. So I didn't write for that. And so I went back through and actually worked with a professional editor to just redo some of it, to restructure some of it. And editing is the worst part of writing a book. So then I didn't actually know how to relaunch a book. And I wish I had waited because I would have followed probably what you did. So I actually brand new ISBN, brand new everything and published his second edition, essentially a full another book. But I was reluctant to stop the first, still am, 
stop the first edition because the first edition has 700 reviews and has backlinks everywhere. So I actually kept them simultaneously and then was trying to work with Amazon to transfer the reviews, but they don't do that. Yeah. And, and so I have 85 reviews on the second book. Mm. People keep on buying the first one, uh, mm. but there has been a slow pickup of the second edition. Yeah. I just, it, it's better. And, yeah. and I, I'll probably just, Personally, I promote the second book. It's the one with the black top versus yeah. the other one, but I'm going to leave the other one out there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Mike, because I really thought, you know, I had eight or 900 reviews on the first edition of Published, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm not going to lose those reviews. So I've got, I'm going to publish under the same listing. And now going through that process, and I'm still, I think I'm still a slight lean if you have a certain amount of reviews. Like obviously you got a lot of reviews on the book, but I can't tell you how many things that have just been a huge pain in the butt uh, because I did that. Mm. Um, there's, and I was just thinking today, I was thinking, I'm like, oh man, I hope this doesn't happen. Um, to, but um, basically a couple things, like today I went on the page and I looked at the look inside and I was like, wait, hold up. Why is that the old version? Um, and I don't uh, even know, I'm like, do I have to, so I'm probably going to, um, test that out to my team to reach out to Amazon and change it. But then there was all these little things like people would say, oh, I've already bought the book. And so Amazon won't let me buy it, like rebuy it for my Kindle. Um, there were things like, you know, it says the published date. Uh, so some people would say, Hey, I went on Amazon, but I can't find the new one. All I can find is the one that was released, but whatever. And so even though it says very clearly second edition, um, I think it's confused people. And I, I really now I kind of think I'm teetering on doing what you did and actually keeping both of them there because it's real estate uh, and it's real estate for you, for your business and for your books, but then people can buy multiple copies. Like I really think, you know, I don't know if I were to go back and do it, I might would do it that way because there's, there's obviously trade-offs, there's pros and cons and you want the newest book to be outranking the other one. So it's like, man, this is, it's crazy that the first one is still a bestseller and the, the second one's not yet and has 85 reviews and whatever. Right, else. Right, and I'll right. tell you, there's just all those hidden, these hidden things. Well, um, you know. I did a workbook too at the same time. Yeah. And then I also redid the audiobook, but I haven't done, I haven't uploaded the audiobook mm. because I'm, I'm hesitant of this whole thing. So I, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a, which version is the best. And Do you have the audiobook of the first version up or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I'll has over a hundred audio audio ones. If it were me, I would launch the second one as a new audiobook. And I would, I would that's where going even going back for me, I did it under the same listing. It's a huge pain. Mm. On the audible side, it's even more of a pain. Mm. You got to jump through a bunch of hoops, get them to do a bunch of things manually. And I would have, and I, I've got less reviews on that. I think I've got 130 on the audible version. And I probably had 60, maybe something like somewhere in there um, when I, and so knowing what I know now, mm -hmm. I would have just said, well, there's also the time piece, right? Audible so slow. Um, so I, it would have taken weeks and it would have been delayed um, if I would have went the published new route, but I'd probably recommend it. And then one thing I've done, Mike, mm -hmm. that might be helpful for listeners and, and people watching as well is standalone promotion of the audiobook i'm trying to do a very focused promotion with published um and and because i think it's i think it's a better reader experience people are more likely to listen to it it ties yeah. in with this podcast right so people listen to this podcast are more likely to listen to the audiobook people who listen to the audiobook they hear me talk about the self-publishing school podcast are more likely to listen to um 
the podcast and subscribe. So kind of that ecosystem, people are more likely to listen to it than read it, all that stuff. But one small thing is just a, making it easy for people to access the audiobook. Mm. Um, so we made a short link. It's publishedbook.com forward slash audible. And so mm. people can go there if they don't have an audible account, which I was shocked at how many people don't. I mean, it's a, it's a huge number. I pulled the car like of my family. And these are just like people who read books. I'm like, who's, I was just saying, cause I'm like, why is this audible audiobook not selling better and getting more reviews? Like reviews yeah. are just flying in on the regular one. And it's just like creeping up on the audiobook. and out of the car. I think it was like, I was the only one that had an audible account. Really? Like, uh, so having that, the quick link, which is your bounty, which also helps right. with you get the audible bounty, but then, People can trial, they can use a credit, blah, blah, blah. And then one thing we've done, um, Mike, is, you know, Amazon or Audible gives you 25 codes. So give those away for free um, and just say, hey, who wants a free copy of the audiobook? All I ask is that you just leave a review. Um, yeah. And then you can pass out those codes. If you give them away, Audible will give you more. And so you're kind of kind of seeding that. Um, but those are just a couple of things that might work well on the audiobook side of things. You, you know, the, the thing that I look back and I have one of those things where hindsight is 2020, but I think I would do differently is I'd probably only release one book per year. And one of the things, so the first year I released Speak With No Fear, killed it, and then it just really worked it hard. And then I released Write to Speak about like how to write a speech from scratch which is actually being used in some colleges and it's also getting translated into some different languages. So it's gone on and that one has 120 reviews, something like that. And so it's, it's done well, it's a small little book. So the next year, I during the pandemic, remember that book I wrote in my twenties, using the SPS system, I went back and released it. And, and really just kind of, cause I could, cause I had some time because I wasn't on the road because of consultative sales. And, and so I was working this and this before we decided 100 to jump in so released it now i regret that i haven't worked that one at all and i had about about 20 reviews or something and it was just kind of a passion project and then i released lead with no fear well so now i have all these books i'm promoting uh, that one we pushed and then the next year this year or this past year i did the screen one speaking me virtually i did the uh, connect through emotional intelligence on that. Mm -hmm. I did the workbook. I did the workbook with speak with no fear and mm -hmm. I did my relaunch. So really it's, you can't, if you got five balls flying at you, you can't hit all five. Yeah. And you might miss all five. And so I think yeah. that this last year, if I had just done one now on the other side of that, as I go in to do the different things that I do when I'm working with people and they go, Oh, you have, 10 books and workbooks. And so it does give me a whole bunch of credibility, which was one of the reasons I was going for it. But yeah. now I'm going to be slowing down my publishing calendar. That's cool. That's, that's super smart. Hey, I'm going to, we're at the home stretch here. I'm going to ask a couple of questions, rapid fire. Um, what, what was the most helpful part of working with SBS um, with your book? The, the very clear, this is what you need to do. And then the mastermind community, two answers. Nice. And then what was, uh, you, you went through our author advantage accelerator, um, program. What was the most helpful part about that specific to using the book to grow your business? Realizing that my book and my coaching was a business. Mm. That's big. 
That's awesome. Hey, Mike, what would be your parting piece of advice um, for the Mike from years ago uh, before your first book and all the other Mikes out there who are thinking about writing and publishing their first book? Take one book and treat it like it has a lot of potential. Don't expect for it to be a $5,000 a month earner, but treat it like it could and do the work that that might come back to haunt you or to bless you. That's awesome. Mike, amazing. Guys, if you want to um, chat with my team and work with us uh, like Mike did, um, or just put together a plan for your book, and we'd be happy to talk to you about your goals for your book, your challenges with your book, next steps, map out a plan. All you have to do is go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply, book a call with the team. Uh, that's self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply, book a call with the team. We'd be happy to chat with you, uh, put together a strategy and maybe even give you a little nudge and hold you accountable to getting this thing done. Mike, this is amazing. Where can people go to buy your books, uh, to check out more about what you're up to? Yeah. If you, if you Google MikeAcker.com, I will fill up the first two pages right there at the very front. You'll find Amazon, find me on Amazon. A lot of people use my name as a keyword now for communication books. So go to Amazon, type in Mike Acker, MikeAcker.com. There's several different places, but love to connect with you. Cool. Mike, you're the man. It's so cool watching your journey uh, and, and just seeing you continue to grow and Man, just do huge things. It's inspiring to me, and, and I'm sure it's been inspiring to so many people before this podcast uh, and then today on this interview. So appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the, on the call. Really appreciate it as well. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you'd be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.